0: RPS. Powered by SET.
1: Welcome to the Weekly Review on RPS, the radio show where we discuss some of the hottest and relevant releases in pop culture. After hearing about Kanye West's insistence on hastily running for president, we have a few things to consider before we decide to collectively jump off bridges or invest whatever pennies we have left in the piggy bank in Yeezy stocks. It's not the first time a pop artist has flirted with politics, so we have plenty to discuss for the next hour. This table wouldn't be complete without our Sky Captain, Ben Cardew.
2: Hello.
1: And we're joined by co-pilot Marval Verdou. Hi. And sexy flight attendant Rob Roman handling the controls on the other side of the glass. Pass me some cashew nuts with my tomato juice. Let's listen to espionage. President president, grip- patrons- the president. Presid-
3: the
1: president 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 j- President um, Dop- President group. President Little-花- President 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 President
0: President
1: President 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 President
0: President 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 I said it before, I never let the mic magnetize me no more, but it's fighting me, fighting me, to sing, I can't hold back, just wanna do my thing, taking off my coat, clearing my throat, the song will be kicking in until I hit my last note, and I know I'm not a soloist, so Ian Flammer make make 'em clap today. I don't bug out or chill, I'll be acting ill No tricks in 9-8, it's time to build E&B easy on the cut, no mistakes, a lot Cause tonight Miss P's gonna move the crowd I'll make it easy to dance to this The candidate, heck, what's coming next From the flex, all the wrist, they indeed And I receive cause my man made a mix If it's please, he won't need no band-aid to fix go get a guy and get soft and warm don't Decided you're invited to a club But now it's out of hand, you told me you hate me And then you asked, what have I done lately? First you said all you want is love and affection and Let me be your angel and I'll be your protection Take you out and buy you all kinds of things I must have got you too hot and burned off your wings You got an attitude, you need food to eat up I'm sleeping like I'm dreaming on a couch with my foot up You scream I'm lazy, you must be crazy Thought I was, I don't know You try to glaze me
1: So, Kanye thinks he has a chance at running his country, announcing his plans mere months away from an election date. Apparently, he hasn't even properly filed for candidacy at the Federal Elections Commission. And uh, he's missed out on the possibility to be voted for in North North Carolina, Texas, New York, Maine, New Mexico and Indiana. So, I don't really understand what this is all about. But anyway, he is, after all, the guy known for Late registration. Oh, <laughs> dear. <dang> ah, <laughs> oh, I was really proud of that joke, but I kind of... I you didn't... undersold
2: it. It felt like you were, you were doubting just
1: before you were it. I oh, know. I'm going to keep it there. It needs work. It works Anyway, but, you know, Ye works in mysterious ways, and he usually finds a path towards his goals. Remember when he decided he wanted to become a haute couture fashion designer, and he interned at Fendi in 2009 with Virgil Abloh, earning $500 a month like any other intern? Well, today... Virgil Abloh is creative director for one of the world's most beloved luxury brands, Louis Vuitton, as well as his own brand, Off-White. And the Yeezy brand is worth billions. Let that sink in. 11 years ago, they were interns in Florence. Today, they define the trends between streetwear and high-end, right? So, uh, you could argue that uh, Kanye West is the Black Kate Moss. Damn it, my jokes are are, are bombing, are (laughs) tanking today. You know, but he gets uh, photographed wearing orange Crocs. The next day, Crocs deplete their orange stocks. That rhymed. Oh, I'm on
2: fire. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what do we think about this, uh, ladies and gentlemen? Ben Mar, Ma, what do you think? You are you were are a massive Kanye West fan.
3: Yeah, I was not surprised when he tweeted that he was running for president because um, in 2015. Um, in the BMAs, he said like, yeah, I'm running for president, by the way. <laughs> and everybody was like, <laughs> oh, good old Kanye <laughs> saying things. And I was like, mm, wait, let's wait until 2020 to see if he's actually running for president. But this November, he said, no, I'm actually running for president in 2024. So I was like, okay, so he's actually gonna do it. He's actually gonna prepare. But then this tweet, four months before the actual election, Came and I was like, mm, okay, wait a minute. 2024, 2020. Um, how is it even gonna be possible if it's only four months from the actual election day? And now the papers and articles are, are coming out saying what you said. He's a, he's not, hasn't filed any paperwork, and there's a lot to do. You cannot just tweet, okay, if you want to vote for me, vote for me, because if you vote for someone who's not actually on. Running hasn't done the paperwork and everything. It counts like a as a as an, uh, Remote vote. vote. Yeah, exactly. No right.
1: vote from uh, postal vote. I think they call it or well, yeah. It, it doesn't count. It's, it's it, not a ballot vote where you go to an office, uh, uh, an electoral college to put in, but you can do it from the post. No, right? no I think she's saying it doesn't count. It doesn't if count. Exactly, not, it
3: counts. It <laughs> benefits the benefits the person that's going. Um, to like for example trump um in 2016 people as a joke both vote, voted for harambe you know the the gorilla that died in the zoo and like ah, harambe for president and then it actually benefited trump who was actually w- winning so if you vote as a joke or you actually believe kanye is has a chance to win when he hasn't even filed paperwork it will benefit trump so,
1: it's like the voto en blanco in spain Yeah. Right. The major the one yeah. with the majority or ends up taking it. When
3: people make like protesting they say like um they are all um thieves and put like a piece of chorizo inside of the voting ballot and it's it doesn't count and it benefits the person that's actually winning. So, so, Trump.
1: so this this actually might benefit. Yeah, this is this all looks like it's uh, Kanye and Trump together. It's not Kanye on his own
2: creating some <laughs> ideal utopia. I doubt it's Kanye and Trump together though. That that seems a bit of an extreme way of looking at it. You think?
3: It- I don't think it. I think he didn't really put much thought into it. And people are saying it's a way of promoting his coming up album, maybe like God's Country, that was with the single that we listened last time. Um pff, I don't know I've...
1: If I were to make an educated guess um, t- f- a few days before he announced his uh, his, his uh, contract with the gap the American retail brand, which is going to have a 10-year contract with Yeezy. Yeezy is going to license, um, yeah, it's like a collaboration, when, like when a fashion designer does a capsule collection for a, uh, a fast fashion brand. But this is a 10-year deal. Gap has famously been in the crapper. Uh, with their, their sales have dwindled, especially with COVID. They've been hit really hard. So this might seem like, once again, a PR stunt to try and get in every single headline uh, just days after he's announced this. So it's, you know, it's, this is the world of advertising and publicity, right?
2: But see, I, I remember that when when Trump first announced he was running, everyone, well, a lot of people were saying, don't worry, it's just a stunt. He's just renegotiating his, his TV rates and this is going to make it go through the roof and then he'll drop out, don't worry. And look yeah, where yeah, we are yeah. now, you know? It's because I do believe that Trump
1: did not, he was the last person who expected to become president of the United States. I think he was just, as you say, um, handling his real estate deals, his hotel licensing, mm-hmm. all that stuff, which isn't public knowledge. You know, it's the way t- they get tax breaks. Kanye West famously got an Im- a massive tax break thanks to being friends with Donald Trump, mm-hmm. which turned him from being a guy with a $50 million bankrupt, uh, uh, $50 million debt to all of a sudden in a, uh, having a turnaround and having a, a, a a net worth of 1.5 billion dollars or something like that. And it's like, "Hang on a minute. What's this? This is they're playing monopoly. They're doing something that we're not finding out about." But since there's a lot of nitty-gritty which we don't really know and there's a lot of and and these guys are clearly playing with the media for their own benefit in some way or other, how about we think of the positive effects of what would happen if there was a scenario where Kanye
2: did hold office? I mean, would it be a bad thing? Well, let's put it this way. Um, I think there could be a lot worse people than Kanye. <laughs> but, I mean, with, with the best will in the world, he's not the most stable kind of person. You know, he's yeah. talked about this, and I think, God, all I want at the moment, literally all I want is a really boring politician who's competent <laughs> and knows how to do things, you know, and you're just, like, oh, God, boring. They're talking about, you know, tax again. That's what I want. I don't want people talking about raining fire on North Korea. I don't... I, what we need... I mean, like, some politicians would be really inspiring. I think now what we need is just the most... Boring politician
1: I must say uh, we all feared that Trump uh, having access to that red button that could you know the nuclear codes but uh, months later he actually became besties with Kim Jong-un and they're like they, you know they, they bond because they're you know <laughs> how wouldn't they you know the, you put those two in a room together it's obvious they're going to have a whale of a time so all of a sudden Trump has actually done more for peace
2: oh, come with on. North no. Korea oh, no. No? Come on. I mean come it, on. It,
1: it, it could be argued I'm not saying it it's just it, I had like History. real fear those days there was like you would look at the headlines and you'd think China, North Korea, US oh this is going to be another war this is going to be Trump's war and all of a sudden it's like actually they're all they're all mates um, <laughs> and uh, things are going a little bit deeper you know it's like oh it, this China seems to be winning with trade and they're having you know especially with the whole COVID thing as a country they're benefiting fi- uh, financially from all this disaster whereas the rest of the world is sinking I don't know I'm, I don't understand politics that much I just think so after seeing the trump experiment which is has been terrible uh, for hatred for and especially what's happening with with the police and black lives matter and all the hatred that is hap- that is being promoted in the united states we kind of need uh, you know kanye is on the other side of that spectrum he's now trying to become this kind of messiah and his sunday services and 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 device division uh, ending class division Have, have you what what do you think about his housing projects?
3: Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. What if he actually was running for president? What would he stand for? Would he be the candidate we know with his Yeezy shelters that is like a Star Wars style housing for homeless people in California? That's a big problem. Um homelessness in LA is like one of the biggest issues now and he's doing that to help solve it a little bit or at least doing something, and he also, we saw him with Black Lives Matter being kind of active, and he also has, like, other, like, NGOs going on in Chicago, like Donda's house and stuff like that, that we, you can think, oh, okay, Kanye might actually have a similar political stand as me, or I can actually agree with Things that he does, but then you see him going from um, George Bush doesn't care about black people in two thousand and five, and then now wearing a MAGA like Make America Great Again hat. It's like, who are you actually with? Like, are you the Kanye that does all this stuff? Are you the Kanye that is best friends with Trump and supports him when nobody else does? Because it's easily a thing that you can disagree with. Anything that Trump says, you can actually say, okay, that man is actually... New.
2: One of the ways I tend to look at it, uh, since I've had children, one of the ways I look at politicians is, would I leave my children with them? <laughs> right. And you look at someone like George W. Bush, right, whose politics I did not agree with in any way, but I would have left my children with What? Him. Yeah, come on. Like, do, he has revolvers you and children? rifles in his,
1: in his house and he's an alcoholic. No. He wouldn't have been the best babysitter. Do you remember when he had a no. black eye from eating a pretzel? That was bullshit.
2: <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, I think I was talking about George Bush Senior. To be honest, but um, oh, Senior. Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. You'd have left your children with him, right? Yes. Ronald Reagan. Totally disagree with his politics. I'd left my children with him, yes. right? Donald Trump. Not no. a hope in hell. No. Like no way. And would I leave my children with 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 Kanye West alone? <laughs> Probably well, more than I think with yes. Donald Trump. He's, certainly, I, I've seen you know? those videos
1: with North and Saints and and Chicago, and they they they, they look like really happy yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that <laughs> he he passes on on that degree.
2: So.
1: Uh, what's the fourth one? I can't remember. Damn Some, I, some, some yeah. Thank you, Mark. We'd be very good babysitters. <laughs> um, I I also want to think that. I've always been aware of how disenfranchised uh, black people are in America, right? And no matter how rich black entertainers and, and athletes get, I was watching a, a famous Chris Rock sketch. Is like th- there there are no black wealthy people in America. You have black rich people, you know. You have Shaquille O'Neal, but you never see the white person who sell who writes Shaquille's check, right? The what the kind of wealth that passes down generations, you know uh, the 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 the, the the fortune that black people might, black, successful black uh, business people have had, or politicians even—it's uh, the kind of uh, fortune that you can blow off in one summer, no? From having a, a, an eccentric drug habit, as Chris Rock put it, he's way more funnier. I'm bombing constantly. So, what I saw when Kanye was in that awful office—and I've repeated this many times—when I saw him hugging Trump and everything, that's Kanye making a hell of a chess move. To have some kind of political um, leverage. Remember, Kim Kardashian is doing a lot of work for people who have uh, unfair sentences and and have been on death row, mm-hmm. and she's managed to get them pardoned from Trump yeah. because she has him on speed dial. This is real power. Yeah. Not feel- n- and no amount of money can get you that.
3: Yeah, I feel like you can use your voice and your platform. Like, if you're Kim Kardashian and you have the chance to do that, use it. Like, maybe Kanye would. What- he he's missing the point on that like you can change without running for president and you can give a chance to people who actually have a political background while doing something actively for the people you can do the shelters without being president and giving a chance to people who actually have a political background to run for office without
2: well isn't isn't this the problem right you said so what we think of Kanye West as president but normally like when you say I'm going to be president or, I want to run for president you say what you're going to do what you believe in mm-hmm. you know that should be the very first thing you say after that Should be like because I want to stand for x y and z and correct me if i'm wrong but he hasn't done that has he Nothing. he hasn't said i want to be president he's just said i'm going to run for president it's like he's
1: just announced a new album practically that's all he's done he hasn't he he doesn't he's not a politician which is that's what's frustrating i don't th- no, you, you, at least if he had a bit of a, 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 a some kind of a college degree in law or something, I want a lawmaker.
2: I want someone who knows. I'm not. I'm not too worried about about all of that because I think. I mean, obviously, that would be good. But again, you've got lots and lots of advisors to do that that kind True. of thing. And he does have a talent at selecting very
1: good advisors and p- having people. The people who run his divisions in Yeezy are, that, are, are the best professionals. From the person who mm. designs Yeezy shoes was the guy who famously d- designed all of Nike's iconic shoes. He's the guy. I can't remember his name. He's the guy who's, d- who's directing Yeezy. Uh he, that's that's just an example. And obviously with his real estate projects or with any of his projects, Kanye is the creative supervisor, but you always get the, the technical person or the engineer, shall we say. And I'm sure well look at who his friends are. Look who he's having dinner with and bar, and who he's singing karaoke with Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, um, uh, the guy from Twitter. All of those guys are his friends and those guys handle the biggest power, which is the trans the, the information, right? And we've all talked, we've all read, and we're trying to make sense of what happened in the last elections with the Russian um, bots and the Russian hacking, if this is true. Well, if Kanye has Silicon Valley behind him, mm, he has a lot of assets, shall we say, to win this this kind of position or to position himself. But yes, okay, fair enough. You've got the tools, but what are you about? And as I say, what he's about, I'd like to think, with his religiousness, with his uh, his 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 true desire for for equality and stuff, I do believe it, but I also believe he is starving for attention and for more money but please no,
3: call. Uh, <laughs> sorry how can you stand for equality when you're a billionaire like for to me that's a no-go like you cannot be a billionaire and stand for equality. There's no way that you can reasonably amount this. I don't think we can imagine how much money is a billion dollars. It's a lot of money. You can not possibly work that many hours. Like people say, no, yeah, he worked for it. He or Jeff Bezos, he has done a lot of you cannot put there's not enough hours in your life. So you can amount this huge quantity of money like you have to exploit someone, something's yeah. Of going on there, yeah. you cannot amount a million billion dollars.
1: Kanye has spoken, although this is populism at its best, but he has spoke, talked at length about bringing um, the factories or all the Yeezy production of all the products that they have to America, right? And especially to make create a program of working with inmates uh, in prisons. You know, they're already. Uh, I don't know. They, they, this is complex stuff, but it's like okay, well, that's a that's an idea that as. Uh, a leader of some big corporation—it's like, well, it's, it sounds quite noble, no? Uh, or, or, I don't know. It's, it's it's complicated.
2: Should we take a musical break? We're going to talk some more politics afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another uh, musician who's been caught up uh, in the world of politics this week. Um, we've got we're going to listen to Neil Young with "Rockin' in the Free World." Will we get to rock in a free world? Oh, who knows, who knows. But you know who, uh, do you know the controversy with that song this week? Donald Trump uh, used that song by uh, Neil Young at one of his rallies at Mount Rushmore, and uh, Neil Young was not happy about it at all. In fact, he had a very simple message for the president, this is not okay with me. Um, And Donald Trump plays that um, before he did a speech in which he claimed US history was under siege from far-left fascism, which is charming. And anyway, this got me thinking, what happens with music and politicians? What happens when a politician uses your song? Do you think, you two, do you think musicians should have the right to say to politicians you can't use it? Or do you think if the music's out there, they have the right?
3: Absolutely yes, they should have a say in that because it seems as if you're aligning with what Trump says or whatever politician is using it. Maybe you do agree and you can say yes, or absolutely, use my music. But you, I think you should have the, the saying it, at, at least.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be horrib- horrified. You know, if, if, if I made a song and all of a sudden it becomes an anthem for, you know, the new Ku Klux Klan. It's, it's. <laughs> Uh, But we always argue, you know, a great artist or whatever, once you put your work out, it belongs to the people and they can do whatever they want with it, but uh, this is endorsement. This is using a song to reinforce a political message
2: and apparently, legally, uh, sometimes uh, they can get away with it, right? Well, this is what happened with Guns N' Roses. Axel Rose, who's become bizarrely sort of politically active of late, hasn't he? Um, He uh, talked about the Trump campaign using uh, Guns N' Roses songs uh, at venues playing songs like Sweet Child of Mine, and apparently if the venues have the correct licenses to play the songs, they can get away with it. He said, unfortunately the Trump campaign is using loopholes in the various venues' blanket performance licenses, which were not intended for such craven political purposes, without songwriters' consent. Can you say shitbags? So basically, they can quite legally use this and as you can imagine people were not very happy at all
1: the good thing is in this age of twitter and and social media is it it gives artists the chance to to say to take a stance and say look um it's it's a way for them to be politically vocal by reaction right so trump using uh, a Bruce Springsteen song or a Guns N' Roses song that allows these artists to come out and say, "Well, actually, no." So then fans can, well, the fans can can find out what if their idols are uh, think similarly or whatever. And uh, the, the I'm a, what happens to the fans? Say, what happens to a Trump supporter who is a fan of Neil Young?
2: What happens? And what do they think? I, do you know? I don't think they 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 give a shit. Unfortunately, because, yeah, I don't think there's probably that much crossover because, you know, Neil Young is fairly well known for his left wing values, that kind of thing. I mean, there might be like casual fans, but like real fans who kind of listen to all he does. That'd that'd be hard to see him supporting Trump, although you never know. How many votes did he get? Mm? How many votes did he get? Millions. (laughs) But you see, this is again. This is why it's very, very, very complicated. Because you might say that it's illegal uh, for them to play it. It might be illegal for them to play it, but it's very complicated. And it's one of those things where, like, if they go ahead and actually do it and they play the song, then what are you actually going to do? You know, you can come back afterwards. Or you could try to sue them, but um, they've already played that song, used that song, and the videos are already circulating. So cuz just to recap right so if if you
1: see a song of yours appear in an advertisement or a film or a, CV, a TV series which makes a lot of money and has got rights and all this kind of stuff well then you have something to pursue but if it's just happened at a live rally where there's no recording of the event or it hasn't been televised then it's a bit i can imagine for any kind of lawyer it's a little bit i mean obviously now people record mm. rallies and then you have a video you know video video footage where you can prove it in front of a judge but uh, it's it's not easy.
2: So they're, they're trying to get to deal with it. Um, there's a, a performance rights organisation in the United States called Broadcast Music Incorporated, BMI. And they created a licence in 2012 for a separate licence for political entities and organisations. And that includes an opt-out clause where musicians can withdraw their music from the licence for any reason. Um, before or after it's been used in a way they don't like. And Queen did this when um, they have tried to play We Are The Champions at the 2016 Republican National Convention when uh, Trump was nominated as the party's presidential candidate. But again, the other problem is the other licence might trump that in law. It's not really been tested, if you see what I mean. Mm. The other licence might sort of be more important than that. And all the while this confusion continues, people are basically playing whatever music they yeah. like.
1: I found something that Michael Jordan said in that documentary quite interesting. And when they were when they confronted him about uh, him not taking a stance on any kind of political movement, he said, um, "Look, Republicans buy sneakers too, right?" Uh, kind of. Oh yeah, this was at a time when um, he they, they asked they asked for his endorsement of a black politician, and uh, which was Democrat, Democratic, and uh, he was a Democrat. Sorry, and uh, he said, "Look, Republicans buy shoes too," which kind of makes the point it's like look if i'm an artist uh, that sell that that goes on tour like neil young or rolling stones or whatever uh, you just want to sell tickets and play your music to people and make people happy right regardless of what they think or do hmm yeah, so in a kind of way that it's free publicity right if your your music's being played at a rally you know who cares if mar what do you think
3: uh such a confusing topic like At first I was like, yes, of course, you should have a saying on that. But now it's like, yeah, it makes sense that once your music is out or whatever product you put out there, people can use it as they please. So at least you can use your voice to say, I agree with this. I don't agree with that. Or "Um, even though this person is using my music, I don't agree with what they think. And artists or even basketball basketball players don't realize how big their impact and their voice can be and they can use them. It's not their thing to do. It's not that it's mandatory for you if you have a platform to use it, but it's useful. And in these times that everything's so shady and so sketchy, I think you should not care about your selling of footwear or Using having more streams on Spotify, mm-hmm. if the times are like the ones that we're living now, I think you should use your voice.
2: See, what I find interesting about this is: do politicians who use these songs do they not understand what they're talking about, or do they really, really <laughs> not care what they're talking about? I mean, obviously, uh, Bruce Springsteen was a very famous example of this with "Born in the, U- the U.S.A." being misappropriated left, right, and center. I mean, do people like really think that like Tom Petty's "I Went Back Down" is like like a, endorsing neoconservative policies do they just not realize or do they not care what do you think i think they do it's a mixture of both I can imagine the young
1: people in, in political campaigns—they're hip, they're college students, or they just kind of—they, you know—they know what's what's up and about. And uh, they—I I remember reading about Obama's sort of right-hand uh, advisor, this kid, this the, the, who wrote most of his speeches and and kept him hip. And that's why Obama would publish his playlists and stuff like that because this was this was obviously a, a young millennial telling Obama how to play the game to get the young vote. Um, but, but in a case of a, I, I'm just trying to imagine the people around someone like Trump I think they must be the most uh the people with their feet less tied to the ground that you can find in the world you know I think these people live in gated houses and go straight to the office they don't know what the street is they don't know what these lyrics really mean they, they, they just appropriate in a terrible way so I would definitely not allow anyone from, you know, even if it meant I'd, I'd have uh, an uprising in sales in my songs because I, w- I was played at a drum rally, I personally wouldn't allow it. Okay,
2: here's a question, right? Let's say we've both, we've all produced songs, right? We are artists with loads of songs behind them. Would you allow them to be used for any political uh, process or but any political purpose?
3: The thing is, we wouldn't have a saying on that, right? Like, we, should, we the most we could do is tweet about it and say, oh, that sucks. I didn't want that to happen, but
2: but let's say okay, let, let's let's say the the forthcoming American presidential election, right? Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Trump, right? And whoever's going to be against him is going to be a thousand and one times better. I think we can so- safely say that. Yeah. Um, Even Kanye. <laughs> so, but you know, we know what American politics is like. Whoever's running against him is not going to be good guy or woman i mean we you know we know that that there are going to be very very bad things going on all right whoever is in the the american government Mm -hmm. so would you let that other candidate use your music because he or she is better than trump or would you not in case it comes back in five years and people are like wow they just Mm. bombed afghanistan i can't believe you let me use the the song
1: well, that's the thing. Never trust a politician. I'd destroy it at that. It's like no politician, even if it's... None. Know, Not even
2: like, you know, the Green Poblenol Party.
1: In, okay, sorry. I mean, this is thinking in United States soil. It's because can socialism ever work in the United States? That's my question. Hmm. No. Uh, so then by, by default, no. Would I give my song to someone like Ada Colau, the mayor of... Uh, mayoress of... do you say mayoress?
2: Uh, mayor. The mayor of Barcelona. Oh yes, she could have my music if I made any. One of the reasons <laughs> I asked about this is because um, do you remember back in 1997? While well, you're probably a bit young, but you, you've probably seen the picture. Uh So in Britain, there'd been a Conservative Party for ages, right? And suddenly a la- the Labour uh, Party came in, came to, swip, uh, came to power. <laughs> With and, Tony Blair. Well, that's the thing. See, and hey. then you know, he look, Tony Blair had his party and invited Noel Gallagher and Mick Hucknall. And they they went right, and um, Damon Albarn didn't. He oh, right, he was
1: invited but didn't
2: go. And Alan McGee went as well, right? And I would have found it if I was in any position for me to get invited, which obviously I wasn't. But I would have, I would have definitely considered it because obviously you're being used for a political ends. But with everything that had gone before it did seem like a real massive change, and you don't know what's going to happen. So when he gets really hammered for doing that, Noel Gallagher, I tend to think, well, I, I don't know. Like, would you not have done it? I mean, Damon one who didn't go, I thought was, was very smart.
1: But you see, that that proved, and he's always proved to be the smartest one. <laughs> I remember being a teenager when all that happened, and I thought Tony Blair was cool because of that, right? Yeah. And then years later, it's like, uh. You know, but exactly but that's how how, that, how easy I was.
3: How mm. could you know? How could they know?
1: I mean, when Tony Blair came on the scene, he was young, mm. good-looking. Mm. You know, they came from John Major, who was a typical guy you'd see on those Carry On movies in England. <laughs> you know, horribly boring, grey British conservative. And all of a sudden, you've got this fresh-faced Tony Blair mm. hanging out with Noel Gallagher mm. at 10 Downing Street, rock and roll in politics. And you know, when you're young and you haven't really formed an opinion, you don't really know shit about politics. I was like, oh, okay, this guy must be cool. And I, you know, thank. The UK was lucky I couldn't vote for the UK <laughs> well it didn't matter anyway but um, and then look look uh, the 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 whole horrid affair of the war on Iraq you know who were the people who were the people there behind that and depending on what you believe, then the surge in terrorism that came mm-hmm. afterwards because of that—that that, the, 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 the three. Aznar, Tony Blair and, and George
2: W. So it's an interesting thing, right? Loads of musicians have denied um, or, or complained uh, when Republicans have used their music. Absolutely loads. Um, Hart Barracuda, for example, uh, because Sarah Palin used it. But Sam and Dave, or Sam Moore of Sam and Dave, mm-hmm. sent uh, a cease and desist a letter during the 2008 campaign for hold on i'm coming to barack obama mm. oh which surprised me i guess i guess it's what we're talking about it's like do you allow people to use uh your music for any political end i guess okay. they just decided no or he decided no who would deny obama anything especially if you're a musician you know th- there's never
1: been a hipper president mm. anywhere in the world i don't th- i can't come up with one not even kennedy mm. <laughs> um but it just goes to show, you know, some people feel very strongly, and, and, and Obama, as cool as he was, he represented a party with certain interests and stuff. And it's totally, it's totally understandable that artists uh, get protective. What about you've got Dropkick Murphy's here, Ben? What did um, so Dropkick
2: Murphy's uh did a cover of um, the Guthrie's classic, yeah. I'm shipping off to Boston, okay. Uh, and it was uh used by Wisconsin Governor Scott. Walker, uh, not that one, um, and uh, you're yeah, basically they they, uh, they complained a great deal about it being used, which was quite surprised. Uh, do you want to listen to a song? So this this was another uh, story that really surprised me, which is Nicolas Sarkozy in, uh-huh. in France. Oh yeah, used none other than MGMT's Kids, in which is camp.
1: which is horrible considering all the not horrible uh, all the incredible electronic music he has in France. Why would he choose? It's a great song, and don't get me wrong, and it's a hit, and and kids, and the lyrics, I can see why. But remember, there was a whole big deal about how they the the the, the marching band played Daft Punk, yeah, played Daft Punk, and you know it was okay. It's national pride. This is French, the French touch. It's Parisian from Versailles of Mm. all places. But MGMT. So
2: what happened with that? Well, they got they got quite a nice little payoff, didn't they? Forty thousand dollars, which they donated to an artist rights group. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Should we have a quick listen? Yeah. All right, this is kids.
1: Thousand donated to an ngo boom
2: that's nice you could see that'd be quite um uh, work quite well for a political end that song it's you know it's got it's all about the kids and it's rousing and it makes you feel kind of good Although, not Sarkozy, so please. God. Anyway. Oh, hang on, hang
1: on. He, yeah, another thing. Why didn't he use one by his wife? Yeah. Carla Bruni That's has loads I of thinking songs. the
3: whole time. Like, she could go live and sing with her guitar and real French and stuff. I, I would vote for him just because I'm hypnotised by her. That would be more useful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. She had
2: my, way more power, but anyway. Well, uh, Mark, would you vote for someone from RunRig? <laughs> I'm I'm guessing right now you don't know who RunRig are. Okay, for
1: anyone listening in Spain, RunRig is a band that you will only know of if you're from Scotland like Ben. Yes. Tell us who RunRig are.
2: RunRig are uh, the most Scottish rock band in existence. They play at Loch Lomond and things like that. You Look, they've been with me all my life. I I played you some RunRig the other day. What did you make of it? Uh, Give us
1: when you said it's the most Scottish band, I thought, you know, I still prefer the Proclaimers as my go-to Scottish band. I'm not I'm not a RunRig fan. I didn't take instantly.
2: Well, no, fair enough. But anyway, look, they've got quite a history of people standing um, for uh, for Parliament. So uh, their lead singer, Donnie Munro, uh, left RunRig in 1997 to stand for a seat in the Houses of Parliament for the Labour Party. However, mm-hmm. he was not elected. But Pete Wishart, the band's keyboard player, was far more successful. So in 2001, he was elected Member of Parliament for the constituency of Tayside North for the Scottish National Party, uh, and he is still there. He's got re-elected every Uh-oh. time since.
3: The more you know. Well, exactly.
2: Who's Einar Orn? He's oh. that bloke in the Sugar Cubes that used to do oh. the uh, quite uh, annoying voice that wasn't Bjork, basically. Exactly. He also. Uh, an, an active member in Iceland's Best Party—that's actually what they're called. The Best Party. <laughs> well, well, Icelandic
1: politics is something to study because it is yeah. exemplifying, and you do get a sense that the people do have the power. One of the few countries. Um, Jello Biafra, who was—he was, a, he's, he was a, me- a member of the American Green Party, and being a nuisance in general to the likes of Ronald Reagan
2: and Tipper Gore back in the day, um, and also ran for mayor of San Francisco. Back cool. in the day, back in the '80s, um, Gilberto Gil, uh, Minister of Culture in Brazil, uh, Peter Garrett from Midnight Oil. Uh, there's absolutely loads of people, but Mar, one caught your eye particularly.
3: Yeah, I didn't know Waka Flocka decided to run for president in 2012. Like I, I was aware of the of things in 2012, and that would have been a <laughs> very interesting news to to read about, and I didn't know. And he. In launch his campaign in 2015, he obviously didn't win. We didn't have a Waka Flocka president that would have been like interesting to see, to say the least.
1: I mean, what what vote would he have brought to the table if he would have paired up with someone like Hillary? What the ghetto vote? I mean, Waka Flocka Flame. I mean, if, if Kanye, you know, he might have yeah. credibility as an entrepreneur and a, and a musician and a successful person in general, but politics. So then when we go back down to Waka Flocka Flame.
2: Damn! I mean, do you know what? He, I'll give him one thing he actually had policies yeah. um, which is more than so yeah. legalized weed, which let's face it has happened it in has L- happened. Yeah, it has happened and it is an incredible stream of revenue um, for banned people. dogs in restaurants oh. which I don't know so specific. I know, I know. What
3: happened to him?
2: <laughs> so <laughs> does that include Snoop Dogg What do you not be allowed, does he got Pass. beef with Snoop and impose restrictions on people with big feet. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> leaves me out of it. I'm a size 13. <laughs> wackaflucker. And you've got dogs. He hates you.
1: He hates <laughs> me. Damn you, wackaflucker <laughs> candle light. Um two chains as well. Two chains wanted to the, to do this little mayor thing for his hometown of College Park in Georgia back in 2013. See, mayor that I'm I'm willing to, you know, cuz to become yeah. a mayor it's 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 all about
3: And for your hometown, that's kind of small, like what's College Park, maybe it's a small town. And I think it would work, but because you know your own town, you and it's not, I'm not taking um, work from mayors, but it's not that much work, I think. Compared to a president? Exactly. exactly. It's uh, it's not as ambitious um, as running for president of the United States. Um, I think... uh, to change would have done a good work.
1: I always, comp- I think, being a mayor of a small town or a small community must be the next step after being the president of your building. Ben, <sighs> you have experience. I am the president. president of my building. Yes, it's awful, oh, so, Your Honour. But. So what? What like? Let's try and extrapolate the being a president of a, of a building community to being president of a country. What is your task? I mean, what are the meetings like? Uh, to the
2: representatives from basically, when people need the keys to get onto the roof to get their their internet done, they they um, uh, call on my door. We've recently had a new door fitted. I had to sort of oversee. Well, my wife did, to be honest. And a lot of people complaining. Basically, it's it's oh. not good, and you don't get paid. And, uh, so, with, you know, I mean,
1: it, that's, the, that's one of the things that you have to deal with Becoming a president People complaining, right? You have to try and make everybody happy Try and, and, and put all these things into work That's why you know, sometimes I don't think Kanye would be the worst person at it Because he could get a lot of things done Sorry, I keep promoting him <laughs> Youssou uh He was a notable politi- He had notable political activity He was uh, Senegal's Minister of Tourism and he was a candidate for president. And I always get the sense with with Afri- African musicians like Youssou N'Dour or back in the day Kuti, they were inevitably strong activists. They seemed to be very aware of what was happening in the in the lowest rungs of the ladders of the social ladders. So I always, you know, it's different from the American artists who try and become politicians. It's always about money. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas when you hear about African artists um trying to uh, get into a, pos- a seat of power you do sort of believe that there are that, that it comes from obviously they 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 were born in those kind of places or they they have they've, they've, they've had first hand experience with um with pover- with that kind of poverty so you do
2: kind of feel a bit th- they have more credibility shall we say but we're going to have to move on now because we have got an interview you know every week we have an album of the week this week our album of the week is Gaika Suguri that and uh, we have a little interview with uh Gaika now Hey, Gaika. How are
1: you doing, man?
4: I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
1: Very well. Uh, Just to start, we're 40-year-olds doing a radio show about modern trends, and our job is to help people our age and above have an understanding of subcultures and all the stuff that's happening that they can't keep up with. Uh, You've come up with your own definitions of the type of music you make. How would you explain to an elder person who has no street knowledge what Seguridad sounds
4: like? Um, I'll, I wouldn't explain it, I'd encourage them to listen to it and form their own opinions. I think that's generally what one of the points I've always been trying to make is that you know, uh, this kind of easy categorization of music, particularly black music or urban music, is um, it's, it's kind of lazy, you know. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I think that it's everybody when you look at a piece of art. You know, or visual art. You're not exactly as as a kind of lay person. You're not entirely sure where it kind of like fits into, um, and that's and that's fine. I think just by the nature of the medium, we kind of like to file music away in in many ways. Um, mm. And I think you know, or having people, or we like to have people to do that for us. And I just, I don't know, it has no utility for me. So yeah, I would just say, look, listen to it and decide for yourself.
2: And the album was recorded during a Mexican tour. How how did that come about? So it sounded quite organic. You you just met with the Nafi people.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was... Um, I've been going to Mexico since I was young. Oh. And I, I had some shows there. Uh, I had a couple of shows there. And I knew the Nafi guys before from sort of meeting them around, the, you know, on tour around the world, basically. And then just in a conversation kind of happened about why do we make some music? And because I've been going to Mexico, you know, since I was a teenager, I it didn't seem that, you know, like logistically, I knew what to do, yeah. how to do it. So uh, it's... maybe some people might feel perturbed about going and doing that, but not me. Cause, and so I just, it's like, you may ask you to do something and you know like, oh, why not, it'd be fun. And so we were kind of in America, and so we just we were in California mixing something, and we just took a, a plane over to Mexico City, and that was that.
1: And because uh, you know, the, some could argue that your sound on your previous albums is uh, mm. is a sound of London, but all of a sudden being in a place as paradisical as um, Puerto Escondido, which is surfer's paradise, how did that affect your mm. mindset when when you were making these this music?
4: Mm, I think. Uh, I don't know, I think, uh, you know, Puerto is a place that, uh, as I say, I've been going since I was 18 and that coincidentally, uh, one of the guys who runs an athlete is actually from, um, and so I think it definitely made me consider that the first trip that I took there um, which I guess was at the beginning of the drug war. Mm. And I think you start to really... I, it made me consider the whole thing kind of geopolitically, really. Um, and what, you know... That's what I was thinking about a lot when making it, was kind of this passage of of money um, throughout, that surrounds that issue. Um, and I, I kind of it's almost like thinking about like the London kind of urban record, but just thinking about the larger kind of context for it, you know, in terms of, for example, if I'm rapping about crime and punishment, it's not just about what it means to be in Britain, but also, you know, the the, the roots of what the actual crime is. So yeah, that, that's how that kind of affected it.
1: So, um. As you were saying, you know, and I've read this uh, said about your music, that your music, your mission, shall we say, as an artist is to continuously subvert preconceptions about what black British music can be. How, mm-hmm. uh, where does Seguridad fit in this mission? What, what phase are you in? And do you feel that you have been creatively successful in, in continuing to revert these preconceptions? I,
4: I couldn't say whether I've been successful or not. I mean, I've been successful to me. Yeah. Um, in that I feel like I've made coherent bodies of work that don't sound like other, anything else. So for the, in that respect, I've been successful and they've been well received. Um, and I guess I've got my own, you know, my own lane in music. Um, I think in terms of where that fits into that, I think it's just a kind of a reconsideration of the kind of Black Atlantic, you know, like, hmm. you know, all the, all the music that we make with the with the new world it doesn't need to be with north america it can be south america you know um Latin america it doesn't doesn't have to be within this, the kind of framework of kind of late stage american capitalism it can be about and within other other things so to kind of connect with the Mexican underground or like fringes of of uh, of um, I guess underground culture within it, within a city that most people in Britain might not associate with electronic music, and for it to be as kind of vital as it is, I guess it's just another another step in proving my point. Like you know, we can do different stuff.
1: Speaking of, uh, you, you mentioned American capitalism and, and American politics. What do you think mm. about Kanye running for president? Because we've been talking about it on today's show. And, and we I'm, I'm just wondering, what's your perspective on the idea of a, a, a an influential entertainer becoming a political figure?
4: Well, I mean, you've already got an influential entertainer as a <laughs> president of the United States. <laughs> it's more the same, isn't it? Like,
1: uh-huh.
4: I mean... I think that, I mean, it's pretty obvious what that's all about. And I just, if anyone falls for it, it's, it's a sad thing, to be honest with you. Um, I, you know, it's, what can I say? You know, I could be here all day talking about how upset that whole thing makes me, Um but I don't really see any utility in that. I think it's just an obvious ploy to split the vote, isn't it? So you know, it's either that or he's dealing with like serious issues, which you know I hope he gets the help that he needs. You know.
2: Well, it's been a real pleasure to speak to you today. Um, I know you've got to go off to to Somerset. Um, I just mm. wanted to ask one thing: what what album? Uh, sorry, what song from the album uh, should we play out with? Oh, saints and why the festival uh
4: just because it means a lot to me i just really like it i think i i think it's kind of the one that really really sticks with me a lot and i think it's really kind of poignant and i think that um yeah it kind of sums up what the record was really about
5: And queens with broken dreams That my heart won't break into pieces, you're my weakness. Can I become us when I fall off rush? Can't talk about love when we're living in the dust and the dirt and the earth. So remember, this isn't our world. Romance and our gold. Tears on my face when I walk down the door. Tears on your face when I walk down the door Tears on my face doing grease for the ghosts. Tears on my face Tears on my face It's tears on my face Cause I'm losing my face Street, there's kings and queens